Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Thursday, March 30th, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, wait, are we not going to see that new Apple headset at WWDC after all? Twitter's new API tiers, ads are coming to Bing Chat. Is Elon Musk guilty of laundering his grudge against OpenAI through AI concern trolling? And is TikTok creating more one-hit wonders? Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Well, just a heads up that Apple has scheduled WWDC 2023 for June 5th to June 9th as a virtual event with a June 5th keynote where iOS 17, iPadOS 17, tvOS 17, watchOS 10, and macOS 14 are all expected to be unveiled. Now, usually I just mention this date in passing, not lead with it, but it turns out there's a bit of drama around this all of a sudden. That's because Ming-Chi Kuo is out with a note suggesting Apple's mixed reality headset may not appear at WWDC, as mass production might have been pushed back to Q3 amid doubts about the device creating a, quote, iPhone moment. So this is either going to be the most interesting WWDC in a while, because it would be the first major new product line from Apple in a while, or it's maybe going to be the most boring WWDC in a long time. Quoting Mac Rumors. In a tweet, Quo explained that Apple, quote, isn't very optimistic about whether the headset will be able to create a, quote, iPhone moment. As a result, the company has chosen to delay the device's mass production schedule to the middle to the end of the third quarter of 2023. Quo believes that the delay adds uncertainty around, quote, whether the new device will appear at WWDC 2023 as the market widely expects, end quote. The delay also means that shipment forecasts of the headset for 2023 will be even lower than previously thought, reducing to just 200 to 300,000 units. Previously, around half a million units were expected to ship this year. Apple's cause for concern with the device is allegedly in anticipation of poor market feedback catalyzed by the economic downturn, hardware specification compromises, the weight of the device, the readiness of the headset's ecosystem and applications, and its high selling price. Quo believes that the headset will be priced at three to $4,000 or even higher. Quo's comments mirror a recent report from the New York Times, which claimed that Apple employees have serious concerns about the headset's prospects, calling it a, quote, solution in search of a problem, end quote. Twitter has finally detailed its new API access tiers. You can go free with one and a half thousand tweets per month at app level. You can go basic for $100 a month and enterprise for untold, but a lot more. Old APIs will stop working within 30 days. Quoting Engadget. Under the new free tier, which is aimed at bots and other testing purposes, accounts can post up to 1,500 tweets a month, but won't be able to access any other features. That may offer a lifeline to some of Twitter's famed bot accounts, but at about 50 tweets a day, may prove to be too limited for those that post more frequently. At $100 a month, the new basic tier offers a bit more. Developers can post up to 3,000 tweets a month at the user level and up to 50,000 a month at the app level. It also offers a read limit of 10,000 tweets a month, which again is far less than what was previously offered. Meanwhile, an enterprise tier is meant for businesses that need a higher level of access, though details on that tier are still murky. According to Twitter's developer website, the enterprise tier will include, quote, commercial level access that meets your and your customers' specific needs and other features. Businesses can apply for enterprise access, but the only pricing information Twitter has disclosed is that there will be monthly subscription tiers. 
It's also unclear what will happen to researchers and academics who currently rely on Twitter's API for their work. In a series of tweets, the company said it was, quote, looking at new ways to continue serving this community but didn't elaborate. Wired previously reported the company had told some organizations API access could run as much as $42,000 a month, but that plan doesn't seem to have materialized, at least not yet. The new details also mean that a lot of services using Twitter's older APIs could soon stop working altogether. The company confirmed that its existing APIs used by a vast number of developers, researchers, and other services would be deprecated within the next 30 days. We recommend that you migrate to the new tiers as soon as possible for a smooth transition, the company said, though it's unclear just how many developers will be willing to pay for stripped-down versions of the APIs, end quote. Microsoft is exploring expansion of ads in Bing Chat and possibly sharing the ad revenue with partners whose content contributed to various chat responses. So is a new model of quasi-search advertising being born right before our eyes? Quoting The Verge, Microsoft has been testing ads in Bing for a while. It reportedly discussed them with ad agencies in February. Ads have also been part of the chat experience since the preview launched in February, appearing as sponsored links and inside shopping results. If you want an idea of what the new ads might look like, check out this example shared from a query about cheap Honda cars. After two of the sentences, there are a citation with a small ad box that appear to link back to Bing. I can't get any Bing chat ads to show up myself, so I can't tell you if there is any of the variability that was mentioned previously in various Microsoft statements, but the example shared by Microsoft seems like a logical way for Microsoft to mark an ad, and if that's the experience everyone eventually sees, I don't think it would be too obtrusive. The thing is, we still don't know the volume of ads we might see or how Microsoft will pick whether to show an ad or source as a response directly from a publisher or website. In the blog post, Mehdi says that Microsoft wants to, quote, share the ad revenue with partners whose content contributed to the chat response, but that doesn't answer the question of the balance Microsoft plans to strike between ad and non-ad responses. Whatever that balance is, the inclusion of ads will add to the already difficult cognitive load of determining whether you can trust a given response, end quote. The information is reporting that Google Brain and DeepMind have been forced to work together on a project known as Gemini to compete with OpenAI's GPT-4 after what has been seen internally at Google as the botched debut of BARD. Quote, DeepMind has operated more like a rival than a collaborator with regard to Google Brain since Google acquired DeepMind in 2014. The two have been competing to improve some of Google's products and services and to gain global notoriety for research breakthroughs. Now, though, employees at both of Alphabet's AI labs agree that OpenAI has outflanked them, plus the startup has hired away some of their key engineers and researchers, the information has reported. OpenAI in November launched ChatGPT, a chatbot that gives human-like answers and has become one of the fastest-growing apps in history. Google's own chatbot, Bard, which became available to a limited group of users last week, appears to perform worse on some tasks compared to ChatGPT. Reflecting on Gemini's importance, Jeff Dean, Brain's leader and the most senior AI research executive at Google, has taken a technical role in the project writing code to help make a machine learning model that would try to match the capabilities of OpenAI's GPT-4, the model that powers ChatGPT, one of the people said. 
The effort is one sign of how Google has shaken up the product roadmap at countless teams, including Search and Cloud, as a result of competition from ChatGPT and OpenAI's work to incorporate its tech inside products made by Microsoft, which is funding the startup and paying for its computing needs. Gemini is a forced marriage. Alphabet's two AI labs have seldom collaborated or shared computer code with one another. But now, because both wanted to develop their own machine learning model to compete with OpenAI and needed an inordinate amount of computing power to do so, they had little choice but to work together, said a person with knowledge of the situation, end quote. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO5 pocket pants, the right sort of step up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. Over in Forbes, Matt Novak makes a provocative assertion. Remember that Future of Life Institute that got a thousand boldface named folks to sign on to a petition calling for pausing AI research? Well, it turns out the Future of Life Institute is primarily funded by the Musk Foundation. So the suggestion Novak makes is that, since his own companies are lagging OpenAI in the AI race, Musk is laundering his grudges against OpenAI via airing these concerns, in quote, via the Future of Life Institute, quoting Novak. 
Elon Musk signed an open letter on Tuesday calling for a six-month pause in the development of artificial intelligence tools like OpenAI's ChatGPT, a chatbot that's become increasingly popular since it was first made public in November. And while Musk may insist it's all about making sure the technology is safe, there's likely a much easier explanation. Musk is no longer involved in OpenAI and is frustrated he doesn't have his own version of ChatGPT yet. OpenAI was founded as a nonprofit in 2015 with Elon Musk as the public face of the organization. An article from Wired in early 2016 showed a photo of Musk with his arms crossed, giving the impression he was ready to revolutionize yet another industry. But the story behind Musk's departure from OpenAI is an interesting one and seems like a much more logical explanation for why the billionaire CEO of several high-tech companies wants to hamper development at OpenAI. OpenAI was co-founded by Sam Altman, who butted heads with Musk in 2018 when Musk decided he wasn't happy with OpenAI's progress. Several large tech companies had been working on artificial intelligence tools behind the scenes for years, with Google making significant headway in the late 2010s. Musk worried that OpenAI was running behind Google and reportedly told Altman he wanted to take over the company to accelerate development. But Altman and the board at OpenAI rejected the idea that Musk, already head of Tesla, the boring company in SpaceX, would have control of yet another company. Musk, in turn, walked away from the company and reneged on a massive planned donation. The fallout from that conflict, culminating in the announcement of Musk's departure on February 20th, 2018, would shape the industry that's changing the world and the company at the heart of it, Semaphore reported last week. After Musk left, he took his money with him, which forced OpenAI to become a private company in order to successfully raise funds. OpenAI became a for-profit company in March 2019. When Musk left, his stated reason was that AI technology being developed at Tesla created a conflict of interest. Artificial intelligence tech wouldn't just be useful for Tesla. Musk has also been working on a humanoid robot that he first unveiled in 2021 with a human dressed as a robot. The robot, dubbed Optimus, became a real thing during a demonstration in 2022, but it's still very much in its infancy. AI tech would be tremendously useful for a robot like Optimus, but there's no indication that Musk or his engineers have developed anything close to what OpenAI has accomplished. The fact that Musk is so far behind in the AI race needs to be kept in mind when you see him warn that this technology is untested. Musk has had no problem with deploying beta software in Tesla cars that essentially make everyone on the road a beta tester, whether they're signed up for it or not. Rather than issuing a statement solely under his own name, it seems like Musk has tried to launder his concern about OpenAI through a nonprofit called the Future of Life Institute. But as Reuters points out, the Future of Life Institute is primarily funded by the Musk Foundation. The lesson, of course, is to take Musk's stated goals with a huge grain of salt. Musk was perfectly happy with developing artificial intelligence tools at breakneck speed when he was funding OpenAI, but now that he's left OpenAI and has seen it become the frontrunner in a race for the most cutting-edge tech to change the world, he wants everything to pause for six months. If I were a betting man, I'd say Musk thinks he can push his engineers to release their own advanced AI on a six-month timeline. It's not any more complicated than that, end quote. Finally today, I think we've spoken before about how TikTok has transformed the music industry, especially how it is marketed and how stars are found or made. But what this piece from Billboard suggests is maybe it's also creating a generation of one-hit wonders. Quote, Especially in the era when TikTok appears to run the music industry, trends on the app can send songs bouncing up the charts, impacting signing decisions and marketing campaigns, it's common to hear executives fretting about one-hit wonder overload and the lack of artist development. 
On any given day, a handful of songs flare up on the app, soundtracking heaps of videos and leading to jumps in streaming. As a result, quote, more people are investing in songs that might not have the artist promotion attached to them, one manager recently lamented to Billboard. By default, if more of the people responsible for breaking acts are forced on songs, that's how you have a landscape where there are a trillion one-hit wonders, end quote. Defining a one-hit wonder as an artist that cracks the top 40 on the Billboard Hot 100 and never makes it back to that position, the annual percentage of acts fitting this criterion remained relatively constant from 2002 to 2019, according to Billboard's analysis. On average, 54% of the acts who made it into the top 40 during this period failed to return with at least a second entry, though the fraction got as high as 61% and sank as low as 39% during this time period, there was no pronounced increasing trend visible over time. In 2020, the most recent full year it seems fair to judge, the portion of artists who made it into the top 40 but didn't land a second entry was higher, 70%. Of course, this number may fall in the coming years because these artists haven't had much time to score a second hit. Changing the definition of a one-hit wonder to match the available data for 2020, redefining it as an artist that cracks the top 40 and doesn't make it back in the next two years, causes the portion of one-hit wonders to jump by more than 7% each year, on average. This means it's likely that 2020's one-hit wonder count will end up more in line with previous years. The opposite of a one-hit wonder is an act that enjoys a steady stream of popular singles. Say, a career artist appears at least 10 times in the top 40 as a lead or featured collaborator. Around 10% of all acts who reach the top 40 once between 2002 and 2020, went on to achieve this goal. The frequency of career artists hasn't changed much over the years either. Roughly the same number emerged from the first half of the time period examined as from the second half. There is one other noticeable trend in the top 40 data. The number of new artists appearing on the upper reaches of the chart is gently declining over time. The fall is gradual, approximately one less new artist every two years. This mirrors a decline in new artists getting top 10 hits, but the trend is less pronounced than the top 40. That's presumably because it's easier to reach the top 40 than the top 10, and because there are fewer top 10s annually, end quote. So basically, the portion of artists who failed to follow up their first hit has been relatively constant in the last two decades, but it's been on the rise recently. Talk to you tomorrow.